Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Mike Goolsby live on YouTube for this week's Mike Goolsby show. Hope everyone is doing well and enjoying a victory Sunday uh, for the Fighting Irish after a wild 21-14 to victory over Duke. Of course, folks, please hit the thumbs up on this video if you have not done so yet. And subscribe to our channel. Um, and if you're listening via podcast, please leave us a kind review if you do enjoy the show. Um, yeah, I, I guess, Mike, let's just dive right into it, if that's okay with you. Of I'm course. I'm going to ask you how your day is. I, I don't care about you. I just want to know about your thoughts about the game. That's it, man. Hey, right back at you, Singer, you son of a bitch. So here's the thing. Like you said, you know, we're celebrating this, this victory coming off of last night. And... Uh, Going back to like the liking and subscribing real quick, I think we hit a record last week, 26,000 for the Sunday night show. It's pretty sick. It's remarkable. And thanks to, you know, the audience for giving us a shot and we try. So this episode, Singer, I've got some questions for you, my brother in podcasting, and some questions for, you know, the viewing audience. So drop a comment because I do read those. I know Tim Hyde does as well. Um, So... I'd like some feedback just from this, you know, Notre Dame nation. Question number one is singer, Notre Dame fans. Are we getting better singer? Or are we getting worse? Are we getting better? Or are we getting worse? You know, the way that this season set up, we had four cupcakes, three and a half, three cupcakes, you know, Tim Hyde calling them scrimmages. We basically had scrimmages leading up to Ohio state. Ohio state is who they are. I mean, they're not, uh, you know, 05 USC, they're not like a juggernaut in the current state of the program. And um, the narrative coming out of like those first four games, this is again, the pre pre Ohio state, you know, is like, gosh, this is what an offense is supposed to look like. Right. Remember all that? It's like, this is what a real quarterback looks like. This is what real execution, what real operation what real football looks like, the crispness of it, et cetera. Um, And coming out of this Duke game, granted, hell yeah, we won. And there's still things to get cleaned up. You know, Coach Coach Freeman's talking about cleaning things up. And it's just like, well, geez, wasn't that the purpose of scheduling this season the way that they did? You know, and that you're peaking going into Ohio State. There's obviously it's an emotional roller coaster. You got young men, you're trying to get up and 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 keep up. It's that sustained energy, sustained discipline. But this was like a fun game, <laughs> like super fun, down to the wire, nail biter. But like coming out of it, and you look at this next couple, two, three weeks slate of games, and it's like, boy, 
Um, are we getting better? Are we getting worse? You know, in terms of like the penalties, the tackling. And my only other like thought in terms of like an opener, creating yeah. some fodder for conversation, Singer. As a Notre Dame fan, as a player alum myself, I love Marcus Freeman and I'm committed to Marcus Freeman because we are clearly still watching him and his offensive coordinator, who's never called plays before, let's not forget, we're watching both of these young-ish coaches learn on the fly. So you got to kind of make your mind up as a Notre Dame fan. The way I see it, it's like, am I riding with Freeman or not? Because you know, we're still kind of seeing these bumps in the road. Um, the, like the post-game press conference about, you know, we wanted, to, we wanted to kick the ball to win the game. It's like, have you not seen our kicker? So there's stuff like that where it's like he's still learning on the job and, you know, I'm going to choose to have empathy for him. Um, But the way that this schedule set up, some of these things that we're still trying to clean up ought to have been ironed out at this point. Okay. To answer your question, I like JP's comment here. Competition's getting better. Notre Dame's flaws are getting exposed. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if it's like getting better, getting worse. I, I think it's just, they are who they are. The offense has no identity, dude. What's the offensive identity? Like, it it, it it's a you know trip. It's 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 a trip. It's uh it's balanced, but like it's inconsistent. And then the defense continues to be very strange. Going back to the Ohio State game, it's like, oh, huh? Was it how many? Was it seventeen fourteen? Was the Ohio State game? Sure. Whatever it was. I don't can't even remember. It's like, oh, 17 points. Oh, but the defense still didn't it didn't mm-hmm. feel great. Yeah. 17, 14. Yeah. And then 14 against Duke, but it didn't feel like the defense did great at all. But then the, the, the points are the, what the points are. So yeah, I mean it's I had a coach, obviously Bob Davey recruited me, former head coach in Notre Dame, and he used to always use the term oozing with his fake Texas accent, right? Because he's from Pittsburgh, but he had a Texas accent. But it'd be like, we're out here oozing, oozing around, just kind of going through the motions was kind of like, and sometimes that's kind of what it feels like. This game was a little bit different because you did have guys step up. Obviously, Hartman made a play. You know, Estime made a play. Howard Cross made several plays. Xavier Watts stepped up. Obviously, Mitch Evans made some plays. It's nice to see your your, your studs kind of coming to the forefront. But overall... And this is as a fan base where we got to ask Coach Parker, like, dude, what we just watched last night, is this why we brought Sam Hartman here? Yes or no? Like, this isn't what people signed up for. This isn't what those first four weeks, you know, kind of that that bill of goods that we sold, it's kind of shifted recently. Um, And I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. You know, we, I mean, we don't look like a championship team in the way that we did against a, a Tennessee state. Yeah. What'd you make of Hartman's performance? 15 to 30, 222, um, mm. three big rushing yards. Well, I wasn't impressed. I mean, I, there's a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, if, and I've always said, I, I don't think Sam Hartman is going to take many arrows. And you know, obviously he he made the play at the end on the fourth and sixteen, so he can, you know, 
He's like in the matrix, Mike, you watching me, you know, kind of dodging these arrows because he made that play. But no, he didn't play well. And we've said since before the season kicked off, if you don't protect him, he's going to struggle. And, you know, pass protection struggled. The offensive line struggled. This is kind of what I'm saying. And that, uh, and I know we didn't have our full arsenal of weapons, but it's like, dude, if you, again, muted the game, and you like you if you muted the game last night, you don't hear any commentary. We don't have names in the back of our jersey singer. And I told you that that was Drew Pine with a better beard, and that Michael Mayer changed his jersey number. You might think that was 2022 Notre Dame football. And we all remember how painful that was to kind of slog through that. That looked like Drew Pine with a better beard, and uh, you know. Michael Mayer changed his jersey number. That's what it felt like. Yeah. So the performance was rough. I don't put it all on Sam. The offensive line was bad. But at the end of the day, you did not bring Sam Hartman here to do what we've done offensively the last two games. Yeah. I I get you, but I think you're dude. I I I don't like the I don't like the Hartman take, Mike. I just you don't like he the played well. I don't think anyone in the offense played particularly well. I mean, Estime mm-hmm. kind of played. Well, Mitchell Evans did. Mitchell Evans did. Yeah, okay, yes, yes. Mitchell Evans was an absolute freak. Uh, but, like, so much with Estime. I talk about this post-game show. It's like, Estime gets the ball, gets hit behind the line. It's like, what the hell do you want him to do? Just bounce off three tacklers every time he gets the ball? Like, Hartman's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. when there's cover zero, Hartman's got no time, and the receivers can't get open. Like, I mean, what, what the hell is he supposed to do? I don't know. What the hell were any of our previous quarterbacks supposed to do? I mean, it's a problem, but he's here to fix it. You know, he's got all this experience, whatever else. So, I mean, there was time, there was opportunities to make throws last night, and he missed several. He did miss throws. And yeah. he had, and again, he was under duress, like previous quarterbacks we've had. Um, he was under duress, and dude, he threw up like four to six passes. I've rewatched the game before coming out tonight. Like his his last two passes before his fourth and sixteen run, easily could have been intercepted. Easily, easily could have been intercepted. He had the one to Tyree over the middle. I'm just saying, dude. Um, I thought he played. I thought he battled and all that. But the, you know, like terms like, oh, he battled. He's a warrior. All this stuff. It's just like you know, no, we brought him here to execute and to elevate the court, the level of the quarterback play. And last night you didn't see it for whatever reason you didn't see it. It's true, Mike. We were t- we were three for fifteen on third down on money downs, and the ones that we did convert, flashback to twenty twenty two. We're just throwing it to Michael Mayer, aka Mitch Evans. So I'm not taking anything away from the win or whatever. But coming out of this, I'm like thrilled that we won. It was fun, but I do question. Are we getting better? Or are we getting worse? You know, because like the stat line and all that's like, it's kind of like declined. And then you've got another big game to get up for on the road against an undefeated Louisville team. It's going to be tough, man. We already had the players meeting. Sam Hartman called the players meeting. What do we do, Mike? What answers do you have, Mike? Well, the offense needs to like adjust. 
the offense needs to adjust. Like what you're talking about, like when you look at Estime, it's just like he gets the handoff and he kind of gets banged around. He tends to fall forward, you know, and um, he's made some like miraculous runs where he's, you know, jumping outside of gaps and the, the offense has to, the, the offense has to adjust. I think you got to nail down. We've been talking about this for two years now, like the running back rotation, who's doing what, who's, you know, what two hats are you asking Love to wear? What two hats you are asking Estimate to wear? Like all five running backs can't wear multiple hats, the hats this far into the season. And then um, you you got to find a, some sort of a playmaker. Like you just have to. <laughs> I don't know where that's – I don't know what they're going to do there. I, I don't I, I don't know, but that's that's the crazy thing is because all offseason it was like, man, this wide receiver room is so deep and they're so talented, you know, and some people like myself and Coach Tim Hyde were like, you know, slow your roll, slow your roll. And it's like, well, Sam's going to Sam's going to just cut him up, man. He's just going to torch everybody. And Mike, it's just like, yeah, what you said during the offseason was if you give Sam Hartman time, he's going mm-hmm. to dice you up. Yep. If he doesn't, he's going to struggle. Mm hmm. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're seeing. So so maybe it starts with the offensive line. Is that what we're saying? Pass pro. It, it's almost up. like we're saying it's a it's a full team game. Like everyone's going to do their effing job. Football is that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? But that's what I'm – that's my opening statement. Are we – and that's the, we're not going to make this about a, a, a Hartman conversation as much as I'm going to try to make it that. Make it so <laughs> – but it is a team game, and I'm like, are we getting better? Are we getting worse? So, again, like the execution, the operation, the penalties, the tackling, the special teams. like, And, again, it's like so at some point, and, again, Freeman hasn't taken an arrow yet. Um, I mean, I don't think he took as many arrows as he should have for the Ohio State kind of collapse at the end there. But it's like, dude, some of this stuff's starting to kind of creep up, and it's it's a little concerning. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Because it was because it looked so good coming out of that first four games. I mean, we were humming. Yeah. Which we always said, like, listen, what Notre Dame is doing is what they should be doing against inferior opponents. And it's like the and it looks it looks really exciting. This is something we haven't seen before against those some of those lesser opponents. Um, but we all knew like there's the caveat of Ohio State's coming. Mm-hmm. And then Duke is coming. When we saw Duke be Clemson, like, oh, Duke's Duke's a real team too. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's still like in hindsight, it was okay to be excited about what we saw then, and and still be like, yeah, Ohio State's gonna be a different animal. 
But yeah, and it's it's when you asked me the question about, and I was you know arguing with a buddy via text who happened to play quarterback in college. And he's like, yeah, Hartman's got that an edge. And I'm like, dude, I get it. Like, and Hartman is an impossible not to like. And he plays hard and he, you know, he won us the game. But it's like, dude, we didn't bring him here to be in that position to begin with, where he has to pick up a fourth and 16 on his legs. So he's like, he's a little bit like enigmatic to me at this point. It's like, did he, did he make a play or did he play like trash? And that, like, we had to pick up a fourth and 16 to win the game. Like, he still gets credit. But on one hand, we didn't bring you here to be in this position to begin well, with. That, well, that's – yeah, brought him here to win, to beat Ohio State, and, and that didn't happen. You got to pick it up mm-hmm. and, and go beat Duke. They, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I hear you. It's just going to be – it's just something – it's just something to something to keep to, – to, to pay attention to. And like I said, I mean, we're all – as a fan base, if we're going to commit to Coach Freeman, you know, we're not there yet. You know, as much as you, Singer, thought that this was a championship team, I'm going to argue, as I did back then, that it's not. And we're going to stick with Freeman and because, again, he is learning on the fly, as we all would be if we were, you know, thrust into being a head coach in Notre Dame. So right, let's hear from our sponsors over at uh, Irish Realty. It's your ticket to football weekend enjoyment as it presents the Eddie Square townhomes. These three, four, and five-bedroom townhomes offer everything the Notre Dame football fan could want. 30 renovated and refurbished townhomes have the location you want with the gathering space to kick back and enjoy your weekend at South Bend. And Eddie Square townhomes are now available for purchase and affordably priced starting at $349,900. So stop by and visit the new model just off Eddie Street. That's close to campus, the East Race in downtown South Bend. Check out Eddie Square Townhomes at irishrealty.net. Folks, just so you know, we'll be getting to Super Chats at 745. So basically, Goolsby and I are going to talk for the next half hour about some things that uh, we had uh, previously discussed that we wanted to break down in today's show. And then we're going to spend... You know, from 7.45 on to how many Super Chats come in um, to kind of wrap up today's show. Um, so that is the Super Chat plan for today. So I've said that. I've got it pinned. Um, I, I've got it on the screen right now. I keep typing it into chat. So that's that's kind of the Super Chat plan there, folks. Um, so, Mike, let's talk about penalties. This is a very concerning trend here. What the hell is going on? 12 penalties for 70? You got... Zeke Carell two or three times on a false start. Guys just lining up off sides. Like, jumping off sides, I get it. Lining up off sides as a corner, you just point to the ref and you ask him, hey, am I good? What, what is going on? Can you – what are your thoughts here? What, what do you think from the player angle side of this? I think the lazy excuse is, you know, you're a little hungover from, like, the Ohio State game, but that's why I always said, like, it's nice to go on the road. Then ironically, it gets you more dialed in, you know, being in hostile territory. That's my experience. That wasn't the case last night. Um, but yeah, it was uh it was bonkers, dude. It was bonkers. You got, I think, yeah, because I think um Zeke was offsides twice in one series. And uh, you know, the series. <laughs> I'm trying not to butt heads with you in regards to like, you know. Because I tend to be a little bit more realistic, and you tend to be more, you know, puppy dogs and rainbows. Oh but like, gosh, I would call you pessimistic than realistic, but a little bit of both. Go ahead. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's why this. That's right, why this works. Me. What, go ahead. I don't. I well, don't. I'm know. just sitting there going like it's like, dude. Again, this is Duke, and they're good. And, 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 
it's like they're good. Like they've got a quality, quality yeah. quarterback. They've got quality athletes. They got like their D linemen look like I wish our D linemen looked. You know, those just those big, and, uh, thick dudes in the middle of the defense. Like they got, including the former D lineman from Notre correct. Dame on there. But yeah, continue. Yeah, number five, correct? Yeah, Frank they Frank. had a number five that could play us. It's TBD to be determined. I had an ex teammate real quick. This is so funny, Joe Brockington. He's a linebacker. Um, and Joe might have been a captain too. I don't recall. Forgive me, Joe. But Joe was like, please mention on the podcast and talking about Tobias. And we'll get there, obviously. If we don't, you and I will get there with Super Chats. But he's like, please mention on the podcast and tell Notre Dame fans, like, you don't get to wear a single digit unless you're like a baller. You know, that's just, you agree, Mike. That's just kind of football, one of those footballisms. Yep. yep. And he was kind of taking a taking sniping at, at, at Tobias there via that text. But um, going back to my initial thought, like the first drive of the game, we scored a touchdown. Yet we needed a fake punt to score, and then we didn't score forever, forever. We didn't. And granted, there's missed, you know. And then the second one, where we got a, a field goal that was off of Xavier Watts interception. Yeah, it and was Notre Dame had like negative four yards on that drive. You know. Yeah, man. So it's just like, again, this isn't what we brought Sam here to do. They've got to get it sorted out. You keep saying that, but like what, what's the, okay, this isn't what Sam, like, I'm, I'm guessing, like, take it deeper. Like, what's your point there? Like, well, is Hartman there something for he should do differently? Or are you saying that he's not what we thought he would be? Like, I'm just trying to understand your point on this is not what we brought Sam here for. Well, he's not gonna he's not gonna go to New York, singer. Hate to break it to you. And that was like it was like you were sold this this wide receivers are elite. Uh, it's the most talented wide receiver room we've had in some time. We were told that. Not saying a whole lot, but yeah. We were told that, yes or yes. About the wide receiver room. We're talking not talking about the quarterback. Sure. I bet I mean this receiver room's been bad since Claypool left. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not it's well, not been very good. Well, this year was different. I mean, this year was different. I always hope. <laughs> yeah, but it's just I, I. So I guess what I'm saying is, um, this isn't what Sam here was brought here to be. What we saw as Notre Dame fans the first four weeks—that's what Sam was brought here to to do to look like. That's what this offense was supposed to look like. You know, and NC State was a quality-ish opponent. Like I know they've got a good defense, but like also it's, it's NC State. You know, Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, USC, like, you know, the, the 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 talent level is getting ratcheted up. And I just feel like that the performance has sloughed off of it, – it's it shifted from the hype of the offseason and then the performance of the first four weeks. And it's not that it's fallen off a cliff, but it's like, dude, it's fallen off a really steep hill. Yeah, I mean, it's to be expected when you're playing against a lot better teams. Is it, though? That's what we're talking about. Is it, though? Is it, though? Is it to be expected where it's like, okay, you're throwing for 350 and now we're going to throw for – 170 against Duke and no touchdowns. I guess he did. No, he threw a two-point conversion. Two, 222, but yeah. But you get what I'm saying. And go yeah, three for 15. Saying, you know, it was bad last night, but. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's the face of the offense. He was the, he was the Heisman candidate. He's the NIL guy. It's inarguable. That's what he was brought here to do, was to make the offense, to elevate the offense. In the last two games, the offense hasn't, hasn't performed well. So it's like somebody Parker's going to take some blame. You know, game plan needs to adjust, but this isn't what we brought Sam here to do. And it's, it's worrisome. And I like Sam. I mean, you know, I mean, 
I really struggled watching. Like, dude, he made some plays getting away, getting away from pressure. He, you know, he's fun to watch. Um, and he's yet to turn the ball over. But I'm like, damn, man, this isn't what he's supposed to win the Heisman. He's supposed to be in New York. You know, we're a national championship team. Anything else on the penalties, Mike? Oh, God. Because um, I don't even remember if we got there or not. <laughs> of course not, dude. You ask me a question, I'm going to go all over the place. It's it's unacceptable. The lazy excuse is it's a hangover from a big, you know, big, big primetime matchup lost to Ohio State. It's a terrible excuse. It's a terrible, it's a lazy excuse. That's what I said. But yeah. it's just uh, but that goes back to like some of that's on, you know, Freeman, dude, and like the, the 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 coordinators and getting guys ready and dialed in to play. But we've talked, this is another one of those things where it's like the we need to call this the broken record podcast because we've been talking about this stuff. You and I, Mike Singer, for a couple, two, three years now. What falls in? Does 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 Al Golden need to teach Cam Hart not to line up off sides as at corner? No. So how much of this? And that's you know that's a senior captain, dumb stuff. It's not even they're not even aggressive penalties. Um, you could kind of trickle, start to kind of talk about the uh, the officiating, Mike. You know, which is a hot button issue last few games, these ACC officials. I mean, and I try to stay away from it because it's just a part of the sport. But like that whole punt call where they reviewed a non-reviewable play. What are you doing? And then Duke goes and scores a touchdown, dude. You know, like you're they're breaking. They're either breaking the rules or they're making up rules that don't exist. It's just like it's like playing sports with your sister growing up they're you know making up the rules as they go along or something you know what i'm saying so that's that's frustrating yeah what but you just think about to put a, sorry go ahead oh, yeah you know the targeting call on patello and you know i like patello always have i feel bad for him but you gotta you gotta call that play and um i mean people have been paralyzed for less you know i mean that's the rules are in place for a reason I can't agree with you anymore, Mike, in terms of your flagrant one, flagrant two. It's a brilliant idea, and it's an obvious idea. Uh, yeah. But, no, you got to call that flag. I mean, by the letter of the law, you're leading with the crown of your helmet. It's there to protect the person that's getting clobbered and the, the, the person that's delivering the hit. I mean, a hits like that where that neck kind of just, like, condenses, you know, like, not good, not good. That's how people get hurt. And Jordan could have hurt himself there. Yeah. Real talk. But... Uh, <sighs> Only other two action items on the offense. You know, your your offensive line did not play well. It's in particular in pass, but I don't really I never worry about when they're saying, you know, Z Corral's moving people in the run game now, or you know, Rocco's moving people in the run game. Like Tim likes to talk about that. Oh man, he collapsed. I don't really care about the run game. At this point, I just assume that Notre Dame's offensive linemen are talented enough. Um, and like competent enough to move some people in the run game, especially like a Duke. I, I just, I, you know, or central Michigan, I'm always more concerned about pass pro because if, if they, if they let up or they slip up, it's much more devastating to get a sack or something than it is to get a one yard gain as, as opposed to a six. So interior offensive linemen got their, got their asses kicked. Um, I love Mitch Evans, loved him since high school singer. I can remember doing his, you know, kind of prospect breakdown. Yep. I love Mitch Evans. His hands doesn't have the best body out there, 
He's like a longer version of Michael Mayer. I don't know if he's going to beat – I don't know what he's going to run his 40 in or anything like that, but he's just so relaxed, dude. He's so – his body language out there, he's so relaxed, and his hands are sick. Yeah. You know, he's he Sam through a bad ball. He reached back and caught him. He's made two miraculous catches two weeks in a row. But I just love the way that he carries himself. And I'm even thinking, like, if I'm Coach Parker, like, I might have Tobias spend a little bit of time with Mitch. Like, the way Mitch kind of carries himself and the way he plays that game, he's so at ease out there and confident. I think that um, you'd love to see some of some of that rub off on a Tobias. Mike, I need to, I need to address the YouTube chat. Guys, take a deep breath. If you feel, and I look, I'm with you that like, listen, Notre Dame just won the game. I'm going to be more happy about Notre Dame losing because I'm thinking in my brain, what would this show be like if Notre Dame lost and what my weekend would be like? Like, I get it. But just calm yourself. Also like and subscribe like my boy Kev says. But like, just listen to Coolsby. You can disagree with him. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he says. Well, maybe not a lot. Some of the stuff he says. But like, just like, let's just listen. Let's just take it in and let's just move on. But what's like, the general just, consensus, Mike? I never read the chat. on edge. Show. Like, how dare you say? Just like everyone, just, just take a deep breath. Just listen to the man and, and just take it as a data point. Like, just, just call it. It's just being, we're being objective. We're being objective. We're being. We barely beat Duke. We beat Duke in a in a last second quarterback scramble. Not ideal, dude. Does the chat agree with that? Not ideal. It's not ideal. It's it's definitely not. Yeah, yeah. You're giving your objective take, for sure. Yeah, you're giving your takes. Yeah. I mean, we went three for fifteen on third down, and I think yeah, Sam had what you know, 150 something yards going into like the fourth quarter with no touchdowns, and he made a play. He made a play, but uh, this isn't this isn't the offense we saw the first four weeks. Yeah, and it's okay to call that out. Yeah, I don't think it's like a like oh wow Notre Dame's offense isn't looking as good against Ohio State and on the road at Duke as they did Tennessee State and Central Michigan, but it's it, it's still true. It's not where I would land, but it's still true. Um, it's it's where it's where you're going, but I, to me, it's like yeah. I mean, Duke is a that was a really good defense, Mike. It was a real, that was a pretty good defense, and Notre Dame came in crippled with three healthy receivers. And if you had to pick three receivers, that would not have been the three healthy guys I would have gone with for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. Off of the Ohio State game, I'm just I'm just happy as hell they got the win. Absolutely, not, yeah. That's Absolutely, but like, I mean, as a as a fan as a fan base, and like you know, again, I mean, Mike, championship lens, championship lens, championship lens, chat. It's not good if you look at it through a championship lens. Nothing, no, nothing is good right now. Forgive me, forgive me for looking at this through a championship lens. Those coaches on the flight back, you know, today they're in the building. They're doing the same thing. You know, they're 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 critiquing the team. Yeah, that's it. It's a, we're looking at this through a championship lens. There's a lot to critique for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy as hell they got the win. Absolutely. 
Uh, Mike, uh, let's hear from uh, one more uh, sponsor. And it's uh, certainly a favorite. It is a home field apparel uh, based out of Indianapolis. And uh, they have some uh, officially licensed clothing that is also comfortable, if I might add. And one of the great things about Homefield is their designs, particularly their Notre Dame designs. We need to get Goolsby in this uh, Sam Hartman Victory March tee. Uh, I know uh, so Homefield went back into the archive, the old school Notre Dame designs, and have created some unique and thoughtful stuff. Um, so they have actually licenses over 150 colleges. So you can order a college shirt for anyone. I mean, you guys can go to homefieldapparel.com. You go up to schools. I mean, you can see all of the different schools that they, you know, have shirts for. So get yourself some Notre Dame gear and then, um, you know, get something for, you know, if you have you know, more Notre Dame fans, in your family or friends or, you know, other schools that they're fans of, just go ahead and get it in one big order. And when you do place that order, use promo code bluegold 23 you'll get 15% off your first order with Homefield. It's, it's a site that's easy to shop to find that perfect college football gear to complete your game day outfit. So be prepared for the fall by shopping today at homefieldapparel.com. And again, use that promo code bluegold23 and receive 15% off your first purchase. Singer is working on getting the good old tennis crew neck as well. And I will rock it on this show as soon as I get it. And uh, hopefully next week we got Goolsby rocking one as well maybe not yeah, the, right. just rocking a home field shirt so i'll, I'll have my people talk to your, your people ghouls i just scanned through the chat i think that's normal man i i and again i just just real quick scanned it mike yeah yeah but it's just like i'm just saying yeah i know we're down receivers and i mean i was texting you guys about that you know when i was leaving the husker game um it's it's brutal. I mean, I don't know where Braylon James is. To Tim's point, like how difficult can it be just to say you've got a nine route? Go in, you've got your nine route. I can't wait till we get to the end of the season where he can log his four games and still retain that red shirt. But there's no play action on offense to help people get loose. We had a bunch of drop balls. Uh, we had some errant, you know, throws. He was inaccurate because he was on the run. It all starts kind of with that offensive line production, but I'm just, you know, I'm just concerned. Like we got to, we got to, we won't beat USC, Mike. And I think you predicted that was your preseason loss, right? Was to Yeah. And people said, I, I can't look at Notre Dame ever again for saying that, that Notre Dame just doesn't lose to USC. But I mean, like I respected I said, that take. I thought that was. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. 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 I yeah. thought that was a great take. And it's like, folks, uh, how many points did we score last night, Mike? 21? Barely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we won't. I mean, we won't beat. We won't. We won't even hang with USC if we're only willing to. If we're only capable of putting up twenty-one points in the board. Yeah, USC's defense looks pretty whack, though. So Notre Dame's at home. I'm. I'm feel. I am feeling a little bit better about that one than I was before. Same. I love the fact that we're at home. I mean, I've told you that when you're at playing at the Coliseum, that it's just the speed of the SC players, but the field feels longer and it feels wider. It's tough to explain without having been out there, but yeah, the fact that we're playing at home is a huge advantage. Nevertheless, they're gonna they're gonna put some points up. Yeah, yeah, they just are. And if I mean, what do you think Notre Dame needs to score to give themselves a chance? Like at least thirty five. It depends on. Yeah, yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna. We were, our our turnovers on defense have been inconsistent up to this point, so it's like you can't really rely on a pick or two. I mean, Caleb Williams just threw his first pick last night of the season, 
but yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to figure out a way to get 35 points on the board. Yeah. Mike, let me ask you this. Hmm. What what did you like about the game last night? Some um some of the biggest positives defensively. I'm sure you gotta like Howard Cross. Oh, John Baptiste yeah. played a good game. Yeah. Um, your boy Watts had a pick. Nice little yeah. game for him. What what what'd you like on Saturday the night? The big yeah, the biggest takeaway was just like kind of like what we and you have to understand how, like, I, I, I fully acknowledge how lame it sounds to be like as a as an analyst or whatever to be like players got to make plays. It, it's it's lame. I get it, you know. But I'm not going to pretend that I know X's and O's better than yeah an offensive coordinator who spends ten hours a day in the film room, right? Sure. But players needed to step up and make plays. DJ Brown had an opportunity at the end of that game to ice it. He didn't make the play. You know, I mean, we didn't pick up a few fourth downs. You know, there's a lot of little opportunities for people to make plays in that game. We didn't. This game, we did. You know, Howard Cross, Xavier Watts, Mitch Evans, even estimate at the end. Even though Coach Freeman said he wanted to kick a field goal at the end to win, which is very perplexing. Um, yeah, but estimate made a big play, and obviously Sam Hartman made a big play. So that was the thing that I that I I liked. Um the things that concern me, it's it's still is like we give up kind of chunk plays in the run game, and maybe I'm just too old school, brother. But like, I just I don't I'm not a fan of that. Like a 20 plus yard run, it's just gosh, like we get gashed so often. And then defensively, I guess too is a plus. Like we got home, we actually we actually got home on our pressures. Um, you know, I think what Cross had a sack. I mean, we got to the quarterback, which was nice. And we've been kind of waiting on that. And that's like that talking about Hartman being a little bit of an enigma for me, like defensively, uh, we made some plays. And up to this point, it's like we're we're blitzing everybody, but we don't really actually get there. So that was a positive. I, I want to make a comment for people listening. Um, and Goolsby, I texted you real quick if you if you can take a peek at that. Goolsby's chair is squeaky. That's all it is. Okay. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, Howard Cross Finger says, try not to lead forward the mic on your neck. It, it muffles the sound. Yeah, if I'll you kind of like you, you do this number, like it, it that that's all. Um, but yeah, Howard Cross 13 tackles, three of them solo, a sack, 3.5 TFLs, quarterback carry, two forced fumbles. Yeah, uh, got the cover of the Blue and Gold Illustrated magazine. Um, Yeah, it's kind of crazy that the last four fumble, you know, when when Leonard got hurt, gosh, hope he's okay. It actually seems like he's going to be. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be back later this season. Seems like it was it's an ankle thing, so it it shouldn't be too bad for him. Fingers crossed there. But that was Notre Dame's first fumble recovery, and that was the tenth forced fumble of the season, um, if if I remember the stat correctly. So that's. That's kind of bizarre, um, but no, you nailed it. That's the stat. Yeah, I think they. I think I heard that elsewhere. Maybe they said so during the broadcast. Yeah, yeah and Howard Cross, like, dude, good for him, you know. And he was playing. He's played well all year, but like, I didn't. I personally, and I'm watching the linebackers. Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't really. He didn't really jump out to me till I watched the Ohio State game back, and I'm like, dude, he's he's in on like every play. 
Um, and like going into the season, you know, he's a little uh, underweight you know, in terms of like he's less than ideal. He's not 300 pounds. And it was almost Howard Cross was almost a player of concern during the offseason. And um, he's turned into a strength. Yeah, he's turned into an absolute dog out there. And uh, it's nice to hear him get some credit because those interior defensive linemen, he reminds me so much in. Tim Hyde loves this guy. Derek Landry is a guy that I played with. Might have been a fifth or sixth round pick, you know, six foot one, 280, played for the Panthers. I played for like eight years in the league as an undersized defensive tackle. Howard Cross very much reminds me of him. Probably what'd, you think, what'd you think about Marist? <laughs> Six tackles, half sack, three solos. Uh, Dude, like, uh, I'll say this my girlfriend, before I get to Marist, my, my girlfriend, bless her heart. Can't tell you how much football she's watched with me over the years. She's like, who's 27? And she goes, what did she say? She's like, he looks like he's out there because they don't have anybody else is what she said, you know? And I'm not like breaking down film with, with her, but it's just like, she's like, who's 27? He looks like he's out there because they don't have anybody else. And I was like, okay, noted. But Marista, I mean, he looks good flying around. I've always said it. I'll say it again. Yeah. Marist is great in pursuit. He will run the ball down. You know, he's like a cheetah, dude. He will run the ball down. He'll flash. He looked better on his, and his, on his blitzes, but it's like things that come at him, he can't figure it out. He does not diagnose downhill, but when he runs and hits, he looks amazing. So I said this last night. I, I, I think I did, where you got hides over here. On Marist and you're over here, mm-hmm. and I love being in the middle of you. Sure do of you guys take of y'all's takes. I I saved that sentence there. Um, I'm with you now, Goolsby. He it was that la- it was that last missed tackle. Did when I text you, I'm like, oh. he had a free tackle at the running back, who like the running backs carrying the ball, and to his right, it's offensive lineman. So it's not like the running back can go anywhere. He can only go forward. You know exactly where he's going. He just totally was a tackle on him. Maris. And he just fell down and just like somehow didn't get, a, didn't even get a shoelace. Did, like you have said, looks the part, will play in the NFL, can make some really nice plays. When it is, you go from A to B, C ball, get ball, dude. Maris is as good as it gets. But when it comes to like diagnosing and like it, it just doesn't seem to click for him. It's a lot of float. He floats. It's like so if it's a down block, you know, and you get a counter step and the back steps to you, like, you know, you, you take a read step and you fit like he can't do it. But if it's just tossed away, he's a cheetah. You know, he's amazing. But, yeah, anything at him. And like I said, I mean, he was in the backfield a lot. I just wish he would. You know, like, uh, <laughs> you know, you've seen Forrest Gump, Mike. Yes. What, what year were you born? 93. Okay, it came out in 94, I think. I, okay, okay, goals. But yes, I, I've seen – I'm a, not supposed to answer that question anymore, but yes, I've seen Forrest Gump. There's a scene in the movie where, like, young Forrest has those poor leg braces on the poor kid, mm-hmm. and the bullies are chasing him or whatever, and he starts to run. Like, when Maris goes to tackle, it's like he has those leg braces on. Like, he will never, like, tackle a guy and bring him to the ground. He's always, like, slinging people down. It's like, Maris, drop your weight and bend your knees. It's just very – peculiar how he plays and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't i watched your show with tim last night and you know you being your kind your christian self you were just like you know 
Marist is Marist at this point. It's true. <laughs> it is like yeah. he just is what he is. Oh, it doesn't get me worked up like it did last year. You're like Marist is Marist, you know, and you love him, and I'm glad we have him, but he is frustrating at times. No, there's no doubt about it. He is. Yeah. And you know if I'm getting frustrated, because I don't get frustrated by a whole lot. Um and I see it again. Yeah. I see I do see Tim's perspective as a coach, but Tim may watch the game. These are just X's and O's on a whiteboard. You know, like he doesn't think of it like you're doing anything beyond where it's like you're gonna get off of that fit and go make a play, right? So I I, I see Tim's perspective as well. Goolsby, do you have anything else that, before we get into super chats? If not, I got a question for you. Um, go away. Yeah, yeah, fire away. Sorry. I, I I, you know, you watch Colin Cowherd and he like has his takes and then I'll have people on his show and he's like, this is what I think. Do you agree with me or am I crazy? That That's kind of where that. I'm going right here. I gotcha. My take on Spencer Schrader is that I will never be mad at kickers because kind of like with Maris is Maris, do kickers are kickers. They're going to make kicks. They're going to miss kicks. It's on you. If, if you had, if you're putting yourself into the position where you need a kicker to get you points, like that's just a lottery like offense you should be scoring points um or, or setting it up to, for a much easier kick like if you're asking your kicker to kick 40 plus yards like i'm not getting up too upset with him because your offense should be scoring points and get into the end zone or at least the red zone um, So you mike just to be clear you use the term lottery did you mean luxury no it's a lottery it's like throw something on the, the the dartboard and hope you get something good. You know, like, so you're saying I'll be Joel Klatt right here. So you're saying Colin, that you think <laughs> you shouldn't depend on a kicker. Like you should score a touchdown. And a, a kicker is like a roll of the dice, or it could be a, like to have a dependable kicker kicker would be a luxury. That's I, I do agree with that. Yes. Okay. I don't, do yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, we're not, we're not. Um, yeah. A field goal isn't, isn't the goal. But right. it's it's football, it's life. Like sometimes things don't go according to plan, and he's your plan B. So what we're saying is, you re- we don't even really have a plan B. Well, well, he he can make some. It's just he's he's pretty inaccurate. But my thing is that um, I don't want us to get upset. Like I'm not gonna yell at Spencer Schrader unless he's missing. If he's missing like like forty and in, like I think you can be upset at a kicker, and I think he did miss forty and in, but. Otherwise, like you should be upset at the offense for needing the kicker. That's that's my take. I think I would agree. Okay. I would agree, and I, I would totally. I, I agree, Mike. Okay. Okay. I, you and I agree a lot more often than you'd think. I agree. But Duke's kicker, how many did he miss? Two. Well, he missed a twenty-five yarder. Yeah. Yeah, Todd. His name was Todd something. I was like, poor Todd, man. I'm watching the game. Todd Polino or something like Schrader, that. Schrader. Was good from 35 and 45, missed from 37. And um, Mr. Polino missed from 38 and 25. Yeah. Todd. But that game could have shook out, shook out a lot differently had Duke made those kicks. Yeah. But, yeah, the offense has got to get better. I'm sitting there going, too, and this is me, you know, just keeping it real about Sam. Like, can Sam handle an audible? Can we audible? And, folks – I mean, during the game, I'm talking, I've got ex-teammates that are high school football coaches. I've got ex-teammates of the NFL. Like, we're all talking on a text chain. It's like, these aren't your average Joe Blows, right? And, like, one of my buddies coaches uh, coaches 
football down in Florida. And he's just like, um, Gerard Parker is like running into loaded boxes. And when, when he's like, when they give us coverage, like he's doing the opposite or the inverse of what he ought to be doing. He's like, this isn't that complicated. And it's like, that like brings to mind, can Sam handle an audible? Send him into the huddle with two plays or something. And based off of the look, he's going to check to this or that. Again, he's yeah. 25 years old at this point, you know, like um, pays less to, you know, rent a car than the rest of the team does, you know. But uh, and then the only other thought I had about the offense, and this goes way back in the truck about Freeman and Parker kind of learning on the fly after Sam's miraculous super ballsy run on fourth and 16, we did not have a call. You see that a lot in high school football where like a big play gets made. And then what do they call the next snap singer fullback dive? Just because like, okay, let's just do something. Let's just, and Sam, there was 13. We were just watching it before I went live, 13, 12, 11. And then they finally get the call in from Parker. And then that was the play estimate scored on. But up, I mean, they did not have a call. You didn't spike after fourth and 16? Nope. 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 Because I think we had one timeout at that point, and Freeman wanted to keep that timeout in his pocket to kick the field goal, if you listen to him. But I'm just saying, because Hartman was like, this, back and this forth. Says, yeah, this says Sam spiked. 51 seconds, 39 seconds. So I think you might be misremembering that. Okay, maybe that. I am. But continue, Mike. I think it maybe I'm telling you, I just watched it. Maybe it was after the run and then it was a spike. I'm telling you, there was a time there where he were they were looking and then they called the play and estimate scored. But like there was a time where like they didn't yeah, you Sam gets up immediately, takes that big hit on the run. Sam knows what's up. He's like spike, spike, spike. I mean, he barely touched the ground. He gets back, spike, and then I'm telling you, the clock starts, the play clock starts, they still didn't have a call in. I promise. So you're saying, okay, between the spike and the run. Between the spike and the unintentional yeah. touchdown run, they still didn't have a call into Sam. And you could see, you know, I mean, he was like, dude, coach, what's up? Like, what are we calling? And then Holden Stays was standing right next to him. I'm just saying it's stuff like that where these guys are still, the coaching staff still working out the kinks. All right, so, yeah, Kevin says there's after the sp- spike. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Kevin. Kevin's yeah. always helpful on this podcast. It seems. Hey, you know, Kevin's our first moderator on our YouTube channel. It took me three years to figure out to I could do that, so. Yeah, well, all three of us work for free. Go figure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ghouls. Um, one more uh, word from a sponsor, and then we're just going to get into Super Chat. Really appreciate you guys being patient. Um, we just wanted to be able to talk about, you know, some things before just doing Super Chats for, you know, however long to make sure we hit on some of the points. So, um, so let's hear from uh, Barb Stevenson. Uh, folks, if you're looking for that perfect gift for the Notre Dame fan in your life, or maybe even something for yourself, we'll look no further than the beautiful artwork of Barb Stevenson. She lives near, she lives near the university and has always been inspired to create pen and inks of the iconic buildings throughout the campus. In fact, she's been commissioned by the university uh, many times to create artwork of those classic buildings to give as special gifts. And now she has a selection of four Notre Dame limited edition pen and ink prints. She is offering to our listeners here at Blue and Gold. What makes each pen and ink print so unique and one of a kind is the hand printed metallic gold she applies to each one. They are simply stunning. To purchase and view Barb's art, visit her website, barbstevenson.com. That's B A R B. 
S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-O-N.com or give her a call 574-210-8388. Order now and receive free shipping anywhere in the continental United States. Order today, barbstevenson.com. Can I, I have two other thoughts before we jump to this. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're five minutes late. Do it. Go ahead. Um, I said this to kick off the show. And dude, I love to stir the pot, right? I like to get people talking. But it's like, leave a comment. How does the fan base feel? I know we're all happy about the win. We're all elated that we won the game. But moving forward, how do you feel about the team? Uh, is our Are we getting better? Are we getting worse? Leave a comment. I, I, I want to read them. I'm dead-ass serious. I'm curious. And then the other last thought was on the defensive side of the ball. Freeman was brought here to recruit, and he's kicking butt. Love it. You know, this this KVA, Kingston, that we're getting, this stud linebacker from, from California. If golden schemes are too complicated where you can't play young players, what's the point of re- recruiting this young talent? You know, so, like, I think we're all kind of tired of this linebacker group. It'd be nice to see some fresh blood get mixed in. Jalen Sneed played very little in this game. Well, he doesn't know the defense. It's like, okay, well, what are we doing? You got a five-star linebacker, and you can't play him because he still doesn't know the defense. It's problematic because it's 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 counter to one another. You've got Freeman's a world class world class recruiter bringing in all this elite level talent, and on the other hand, you've got an NFL guy calling plays, running a defense that these kids can't learn. It's counter, so something's got to give there. And I would drop a wink, wink, but I can't. You know, I'd wink. Something's going to give there. All right. Let's get into it. Tom says, uh, my goals be, please tell me what Al Golden can scheme for taking away the soft middle crossing and seam routes. That's where they have been getting gashed. Tom, really appreciate the 10. He's tried to, I mean, you saw it in the Ohio State game. He'll drop DJ Brown down as a robber. You know, he'll be in like a, a too high shell and on the snap, he just kind of drops down. He's just kind of playing center field. He's like a deep spy, Tom. Sure. It's, it's like it's like a deep spy. Uh, so that's one thing that we've seen. And then the other thing, Tom, would be stop blitzing your <laughs> stop blitzing your middle linebackers every snap. I mean, they vacate the middle of the field. Why? Because he's got them lined up. It's like a you know he's got them walked up in that mug technique all the time. Let those guys play some coverage. I mean, that's that's really all you can do. Tom, appreciate the ten, and Mark has a ten. Really appreciate it. He says I'm officially with Goolsby. I have love hate relationship with Maris. Love his explosiveness and being a disruptor, but go absolutely nuts with the lack of control in the zero form tackling. Yeah. And I heard that Maris got a, a stinger or something. You know, he didn't pl- uh, practice last week in terms of leading up to the Ohio state game. So there's maybe a built-in excuse for him in terms of trying to sling people down. You know, I played with a player, Courtney Watson, who was a Buckus finalist in 2002. He was a converted running back. He was an awesome second round pick linebacker. And he did a lot of that. He would just grab people and throw them down. It's not ideal. You know, love him or hate him. I'm glad we have Maris because you can do so much with him. He's like a he's like a rusty Swiss Army knife, man. You can do a lot of things with him, but it's not ideal. Uh, appreciate the ten there, Hank. Says thoughts on Tobias. Talk about oozing looks bored. I don't know about the looks bored thing, but it, 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 I'm not I'm not off the bandwagon. Like he's still a sophomore. Normal. Like I, I'm I'm hoping like. Later in the season, next year, it comes around because he's got he's talented, but it, it's just not working yet for him. Um, clearly, 
I mean, the, the production's the production. I mean, outside of this, the Stanford touchdown last year and then the Central Michigan, you know, blown coverage, it, it's not lived up to the expectations, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, my first, in regards to Hank's question, thoughts on Tobias, my first things that comes to mind is like, what's his dad have to say? Let's check in with his dad. I know he likes to tweet, so maybe he's got some answers for us. That was my first thing. And then like beyond that, um, I think the kid needs time. I said in the offseason show, I said he was goofy. For lack of a better word, I thought he was goofy. Watch that P.I. He pushes off, ball hits him in the chest or whatever, and then he like does this weird – like he's a goofy player. So I think you know, he's a little still immature, but that's not like a negative thing. He just needs to kind of grow up because he does have so much talent. I do think that some of these like talking heads on the internet – and even his position coach are to blame for these lofty expectations for this kid. You know, his position coach, you know, you can't use a wide receiver in your room and Randy Moss in the same sentence. You can't do that. You yeah. know? And then there's, like I said, there's people on the, you know, Notre Dame pundits that are like, oh, this kid's a freakazoid. And they've set these lofty goals. And I know he was a highly recruited kid. But so is Jaden Greathouse and some of these guys. So just give him time. Yeah. I don't I think it, I think the amount of pressure and the expectations on him, I think, are unfair. Five dollars from Chris. He said, who if not Freeman? Mike can't answer that. Chris, appreciate We're not even talking about it. We're not even talking about it. We're out, we're riding with Freeman. And I'm like saying, if you love Freeman, you're gonna have to take your lumps because he's learning on the fly. And you gotta you gotta empathize with him. Chris, appreciate the donation and the support. BC says, Mark Shroom is learning on the job, but he is willing to make changes and adapt. Brian Kelly had to have complete collapse in 2016 before he adjusted. Never really improved his recruiting. I'm all in on Marcus Freeman. No doubt. I feel I feel virtually the same way, BC. Um, and I know quite a bit about, as does Singer, you know, BK and his lack of zeal for recruiting. And Marcus Freeman can recruit, and he's going to get better at that. Um, you saw him land Deuce Knight. I mean, that's a big get. You know, did we lose? He learned from the Dante Moore thing, right? Yeah. Um, I think the coaching in game management and stuff like that, that'll improve over time and as, you know, wisdom and age, et cetera, all that. Absolutely agree. Folks, please hit that thumbs up if you have not done so yet. Subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. And if you are just tuning in, please like mark where you're at in the show. We're at 5640. Um, and just rewatch. You know, like go to the beginning of the show, check out anything that you have missed. Or if you're listening via podcast, hello. Hope your drive to work or from work, home from work is doing well. BC, appreciate the 10. Chris with the five, you said follow up. We added Hartman to the team, but with lack of weapons on the outside, what were your genuine expectations for this squad? How do I answer this, Mike? I, I, I don't know. Did you have a. Well, did everybody you have a thought that we had weapons on the outside. What were your expectations? Uh, they were. Um... <laughs> That's such a loaded question. It's an unintentionally like loaded question. My expectations weren't as high as most people's. That's the best, you know, that's the best thing I can say. Okay. Chris, appreciate uh, another very. Jenner Super Chat Lux ND says offensive play calling looks stubborn and refuses to adjust. Uh, love needed more touches last night. Estimates game was locked down often. Get love in space. 
I agree. And I, you know, I think fans love to throw around the term adjustments. We didn't make adjustments, but nobody really knows what you would do to adjust. But yeah, the inside running game wasn't working. I totally agree. You got to get love involved. You have to run some play action stuff. But play action doesn't work unless you've got the run game working. Um, so just give it time. And then the other thing about like the love needs to play more. I've said for several weeks now that like love is the most talented back. I mean, he is, he's special. He's different. Like he's better than Jadarian price. And the kid that we get next coming in next year. Um, Oh, his name's escaping me. Adrian young. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's good. Those really? kids are different. And I'm not taking anything away from J.D. Price. He's special, too. And they're all special in their own way. But there's only so many snaps to go around, folks. You know, there's 60 snaps on offense. You're going to throw the ball, you know, 30 times a game. It's like, well, Love needs 15 touches. It's like, okay, well, then we're going to throw the ball 20 times a game and just run it 40. Like, you got to think holistically. That's that's exactly right. Ever since Chris Tyree got to Notre Dame, people were like, give him, like, he needs to touch the ball 10, 15 times a game. I'm like, who are you taking the ball from? And we're like, not playing a triple overtime game, game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I agree. I mean, we do need to adjust. At at some point, you're going to have to figure out a way to manufacture points, and that's why these guys make the big bucks. Just ND gal says worst fact last night from among many: Freeman intended to run out clock and kick field goals, not trying for TD at all. Told Audrick he should have fallen down. That was a very weird thing, Mike. We talked about that earlier. Um, and I talked about it with Tim last night. Like, I really disagree with Freeman. I, maybe tomorrow in his press conference, he kind of clarifies what he was trying to say there, but that was weird. Like, no, you don't put it in your kickers. I don't care if it's a 19 yard field goal from down the middle. You, you, you score a touchdown. You take oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's even fall down at the one so he can waste more time and then run it in. It's 30 seconds left. Like, how much more time do you need to wait? Just weird weird well it's like you know that was that was weird it's a weird post game comment and like the you know the comment last week after like the 10 man like we didn't want to run somebody out because we didn't want to take the penalty you know there's just like a couple and again this just goes back to like him learning on the fly um and you know i think holly Rowe talked to him directly on the field he's like yeah we want to kick the field goal i think all of us disagree it was odd but you know, he's your head coach. I just, yeah, what's well, not what I would have done. Connor says, uh, Coach Freeman never gets asked difficult questions. I mean, uh, I, I don't know what you, what, what do you guys want to ask him? Freeman, uh, wh why, why do you suck? Like, I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you want these guys to say? Like, uh, I know what, I know what Connor's saying. But, I know what Connor, but, I mean, like, it's like, Tyler asks, Tyler, our, our Tyler Horka asked Freeman twice about like, the 10 man thing, Freeman answered it. And then he asked Monday press conference for him to clarify. Like the, they asked the questions, but like, it, it, it's not like us media guys. Like we understand, like, like you, you and Tim are like, Oh, you guys, why don't, why don't you guys ask coach golden this question? They do. Sometimes you guys don't read. That's part of it. Sometimes you guys don't read the answers and the other times the coaches get asked things and then they just give coach speak. They don't really answer the question anyways. Hmm. So that's two. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my two thoughts. My interpretation of what Connor's saying, it's like, again, I think at times, I think that Sam Hartman's treated with kid gloves. And I think at times Coach Freeman's treated with kid gloves, if you know that expression, Mike. 
know, I don't think he's been held to the fire yet. And I think, okay, let him, let him, let him cook, let him cook, leave him alone. He's so still I'm learning. Saying, I'm saying questions in the literal press conference sense. You're just oh. kind of talking generically. That's what, like the ab or you know, people need to ask this guy some questions. Connor, okay. quit your job, come work for Blue and Gold, dude. Yeah, come Let's on, go. Connor. You look, you look like a good looking guy. Come on. You don't good, need to be good looking to work right here, Mike. What are we talking about? <laughs> What'd you say, Gulls? I said, you're like, oh, you're a good looking guy. You'd fit right in. I'm like, we don't, we don't, none of us are good looking over here. Give me a break. I mean, but look at you with that stash. Anyways, all right. Parker had two rough weeks against Knowles and Elko, which is understandable. Two of the best defensive minds in the biz. Yeah, for sure. Again, this is his first time calling plays. His first time calling plays without a full arsenal. I need to look up the the call in the place thing because I feel like he has called plays. He called he when he was at West Virginia. He called the red zone offense at West Virginia. He was like a, an assistant or an associate uh, offensive coordinator, is my understanding. Yeah, it's just so he's not, not a full time play caller. Yeah. yeah, when I get on these shows, been doing these for years. Do I do four shows a week? The three most common things I see. Our people want to blame the refs, get on the announcers, and yell at the offensive coordinator. So I have a hard – like I roll my eyes a lot of times and people just just blame the offensive coordinator. No one was talking about Parker when it was flying, and now it's not, and it's just Parker's a bomb. Like, you got to calm down a little bit. No, for sure, for sure. And, it's you know, it's interesting. It's just like this is the whole conversation about Hartman and, like, is this what we brought him in here for? I think it's a totally fair conversation. And I think anybody should ask themselves that. Yeah. If if with Parker's relative inexperience, you know, compared to an Elko or a Jim Knowles, like does Sam's experience, his actual experience, does that like help offset that? I think that's a fun conversation to have. You would okay. think. And then, you know, the execution hasn't been there the last couple of weeks. How about a, a 50 bomb from JP? He says, no question, just wanted to say thanks to the goats of Mike and Mike pairings. I may not always agree with either of your takes, but I'm glad you're here to share them. Thank you, JP, for the 50 bomb. Very, very kind. Absolutely, man. And in regards to the takes, like, discourse is fun. I mean... Parroting's not fun, Mike? Just... just... Yeah, well, I like the count. Well, this isn't going to be confirmation bias, and like, and Singer knows this. Like, I put a fair amount of thought into like I'm trying to come up with talking points that nobody else is saying. Like, and I kind of take pride on that. In that, I do. And maybe that's why people watch. Like, I'm trying to like, what is what's a unique thought that nobody else has? And then, yeah, if it, it creates a little bit of conversation and it pisses some people off. As long as you hit that like button and keep coming coming back, it's all good, baby. You know. <laughs> so thank Listen. you. If Skip Bayless can become a media icon, and listen, he oh, is, God. then then we're fine. I'm not too worried about us. And yeah. JP, really appreciate the very generous super chat. Chris dropped in a 20 bomb. Says need to get Tyree more involved in the screenplays if they can't run the ball. Can't sell play action when they can't run. Need to stretch the field. Your thoughts. Love the show and love you guys. Chris, love you too. Thank you. Yeah, there's, I mean, did they even, like, I'm trying to think play action last night, man. I, I don't. No, there's no. You don't see a lot of play. You don't see a lot of play okay. action. And, you know, we started out the season with Sam under center. You don't see that as much anymore. Yeah, we need to push the ball deep, and there. Yeah, sure, there needs to be screen plays. 
you know, I don't know if um, yeah, how athletic is Blake Fisher to get out in space on a screen? How athletic is Rocco Spindler? Like you think about that screenplay we tried to set up at the tail end of that Ohio State game. That took for damn near forever, you know, and Sam didn't throw a great ball, just, you know, just enough touch. Didn't have just enough touch. But these are college kids too, Chris. These coaches get 20 hours a week with them. So it's like when you're in the when you're when you're in the season, into the season, this stuff's been installed during camp and during spring, like it's been installed. But then you sit there, it's like, okay, if I'm gonna have the stones to call this screenplay at any given point in time, I hope that they have practiced it or you know, rep that out enough times to be, give you the confidence. So that's that's another thing that fans need to take in a perspective. Like this isn't the NFL. They don't have unlimited time with these kids, you know. All right. But I agree. Yeah. All right, we got eight minutes left, Mike. You ready to go rapid fire here? Hit it. All right. Hank, two dollars says. I thought I was maybe. going rapid fire. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not for you. Um, or maybe for you, I should say. Uh, but we'll we'll continue on. Uh, Hank says, uh, "Ghouls be your boy, Leaf out with the fumble recovery." Amen. Not the I most know. difficult thing in the world to do, but I'd love to see it. Apparently it has been for Notre Dame, but yeah, glad to see yeah. it. Came up in a Great play time. by Cross. Players making plays, steps up. Sorry the kid got hurt. It sucks. But like, you know, again, Cross is like, enough of this bullshit. I'm ending it. Yeah. Garth, very generous $20 super chat. Appreciate this. He says, a couple of things. Great show, guys. First thing, they need to look to line up under center when Audric is in the game to get his momentum going. Second, they need to rotate linebackers the way they do the defensive line to keep the linebackers fresh. Do you agree here, Mike? Garth, always love to see you. I would, I'm going to work backwards to front. Um, you're not going to see linebackers rotate, Garth, because back to like, is this, this is golden scheme is too complex. You know, you can't stick somebody without three years of starting experience in there to run it. And I'm saying that kind of tongue in cheek, but it's true. They don't trust them. They don't trust them. And I agree with going under center. I think playing linebacker, I think it's more difficult to stop the run when a quarterback's under center than it is in shotgun, personally. We saw that early in the season and we've gone away from it. So I agree on both accords. All right. Uh, just so you guys know, if you're going to just troll the chat and and, and flame it with whatever it takes, and just just I'm, I'm just not going to deal with it. So, uh, Rick, five dollars. He says, "Is it ironic that we won because Duke pressures all game, then decides to rush three on fourth and sixteen, allowing Hartman to run for the first down?" Uh, I, I do believe that's the definition of ir- irony. Maybe uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't lost on me. It wasn't lost on me. It's like it's mowing the lawn, and I'm just like mowing the lawn. I'm just like, man. Have we learned not to play like prevent defense? You know, like last two weeks, if anybody, if casual football fans, like, yeah, you don't call that, you know, in those high stakes kind of close out moments. Yeah. Rick, appreciate the super chat. Uh, B Huggins or for, for B Huggins, Hartman is not to blame for the whole offensive struggles. I'd rather have him quarterback this team than about any other college football quarterback other than Caleb Williams. Uh, he, he's definitely in the top five top 10 for sure um of, of quarterbacks in, in college football and i think that's something that mikey needs to remember that so this is this is this is the thing about what's so it's it's frustrating and it's fascinating about doing this silly show that i do it's like did i ever at, at any point did i say that he was to blame for the whole offensive struggle did i ever say that not I don't even think I said words. anything close to that. I said, this isn't what you brought him in here to do, to go three for 15. 
I never said that he was the sole reason the offense struggled. I didn't say that. I said, you didn't bring him in here to go three for 15. Okay. You know, you don't have the receivers, the offensive line's leaky. But again, this isn't what B. Huggins, this isn't what anybody trolling in the chat, this isn't what you paid to see. This isn't what you thought you were going to get. It's not. None so you'd you... rather have him on this team than any other quarterback? I would disagree. Yeah. I would strongly some, disagree. Some some good quarterbacks in the country, but Hartman's sure. definitely up there. $10 for Mike Nolan. Uh, for B. Huggins, we appreciate the, the $5 donation. Uh, Mike Nolan with the 10 says, uh, was often sluggish dude receivers not open or limited scheme, passes to backs, etc. Also, why did D uh, become so less strong versus run game as went on as the game went on? Um, Was offense? Okay. It's a backdoor to this uh, super chat thing. Ask three questions in one. Um, I've been saying it for since the offseason, but nobody listens. Our wide receivers aren't that great. You know, like it, I would play catch coverage. Like I'd play off man, kind of catch, catch, catch technique against the receivers. There's no threat to blow by anybody. So you could sit on everything. And you see Sam watch. I mean, he'll, he'll go through his progressions. Nobody's open. Nobody's open. So it's it's it could be the scheme, but to me, it's it's a talent thing where those guys just don't have the ability to get open. And, and how many jump balls have we seen this year? Any? Like where somebody goes up and makes a play on a ball, you just don't see it. Um, passes the backs, et cetera. He's leaving them like this week. They left the pass the the backs into pass protect. Why did the D become so less strong versus run game? As as it's just that's adjustments. We can you got to watch the show, Mike. But it's like we blitz people all the time, and all it takes is just like you. Sometimes you don't want to run blitz. You don't want to blitz against a run because you can just get knocked off, and then that's where you get gashed. So that's on that's on Golden Scheme. He can't make up new blitzes at halftime, whereas Duke can implement a new running scheme or, a, you know, a new running play that they hadn't shown in the first half. Hank with 10 says Davey, um, Tyron Willingham, Weiss equals program spiral. BK made Notre Dame relevant. Freeman will get them to where Notre Dame fans or where the fans want Notre Dame to go. Goolsby went back to cover, get more pass rushers. Yeah. Again, Brian Kelly, not a likable guy, but he did. He was good for the program. I mean, yeah. you look at it flat, put that back up real quick. Sorry, Mike. Um, he was good for the program as much as you, you dislike him. But yes, the backers they get they get blitzed a lot, and it's not their fault. And yes, I'd love to see them do something else other than trying to slip through all the time. Yeah, I already removed it, and that would take away that middle of the field. You know, somebody asked earlier, help Hank, with it anyway. Hank, appreciate it. Joseph Quayle, uh, who's the best team in the country? Can we beat them? Uh, I don't think we know yet. Yeah, it's pretty wide open. This would have been a great year for Notre Dame to stay undefeated because no it, kidding. It's pretty wide open. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But there's a lot of parity in college football, which makes it fun. A lot of that's due to the the transfer portal. But I don't know who the. I mean, we're a top ten ish team. I think yeah. that's that's accurate. Any Davis is Howard Cross the third is an All American. He's got bar fight strength and violence. I love it. Yeah, I mean, he's a. I'm glad that he's getting his day in the sun. You know, yeah. I really am. Yeah, stuck it out, playing well. Love it. Andy Hell Nation yeah. with the two says is Parker more vanilla than Reese? Yes or no, Mike. <laughs> It's very similar. Okay. Gordon Butler with five says fall down at the one might be strategy. If you're already winning, never, if you're currently losing, 
Oh, I completely agree with well that. Said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well said, Gordon. Yeah, it was Gordon a strange comment by Freeman. I almost felt bad for him when he said it on the field, the Holly Road post. I was like, oh, God, did he mean to say that? Yeah, I think a lot of times Freeman doesn't really filter it through sometimes, and I, I like it. But Which is endearing, like, yeah, too. nor do I. John I don't even know what I say on these shows until I watch it back sometimes. <laughs> Like what are people I don't so watch upset about? <laughs> I I've never watched one of our shows back in three years. But you're too busy. Well, also I'm like I can't believe anyone listens to me. Sometimes when I have to like add mid rolls to the YouTube or do the ads for the podcast and you know or add them after the fact and I'm like dude I don't know why anyone would ever listen to me. So and I'm sure a lot of people are like yeah well, I don't know why either singer. But hey you're an hour fourteen in so anyways. John Smith says what's the rest of the season outlook? Great show. USC, Clemson, Louisville's kind of the three biggest games. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a real test. It is. It's a real test to go on the road for another night game at Louisville after two consecutive down to the wire. Yeah. I mean, it's wild, dude. I mean, with USC well, next weekend, it's it's tough. It's it's really tough. I mean, and that's why you know in, in this scenario coming off the Ohio State, you're happy to get the win. But um it's just it just feels like gosh, man, it just feels like every snap counts so much more now. Like it it's just everything matters so much more. And it's just the one game of one game at a time, which is what Coach Freeman's been preaching all year. And I'm gonna echo that. Yeah. Appreciate that, John. Chris says, just to clarify my initial question, I'm all in on Mark Schumann, but the first 30 minutes felt like Goolsby might have had doubts. I really enjoyed the dynamic between you two, so please keep up the great work. Chris, thank oh, you. Yeah, no, I thanks, Chris, to, for the clarification, but I absolutely have doubts. I do. You know, I'm just trying to look at it ob- objectively, and I'd like to see the offense perform better. We all would. You know, F me, right? I'm the asshole. <laughs> But Hartman's a part of that. Hartman's a big part of that. And with all the experience, I mean, you know, this isn't what we signed up for. None of us did. Yeah, It'll get better. Yeah. Chris, thanks for the 10. Hank says, uh, simplify the defense and please unleash Snead. I've been saying that, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you, all the, all they've asked Snead to do this year is run upfield. He's that edge guy in that Vite, or that um, Aztec position. You can pluck Maris out and put Snead in there. And I called for that. During the offseason, I was like, why not turn him? Yeah, why not use that him in that Micah Parsons role? People forget Micah Parsons was a first round pick as an inside linebacker. Yeah. And then they put him his hand in the dirt, and then he's like a Hall of Famer now. Yeah. But I agree. Hank, but appreciate it. That, that's not that's not Golden's DNA to simplify things. Just not. And I think a great way to wrap up the show, Susan says, I really disagree with a lot of what Gould's has said, but damn, you guys are great and I love you both. Well, Susan, I think that is uh very but kind. real quick, because because we love Susan, we do. So be careful. What's to disagree with? Like I know everything you so say. My is- messaging, Susan. Watch, my, watch I, the chat. I mean, my messaging is is like this isn't what you signed up for. What you thought the offense was going to be? Did people think the offense was going to be three for fifteen on third downs? I don't understand yeah, but- what the disconnect is. Help me, Mike. Help me. Okay, I think I can and. I, I love I love good uh, metaphors. This might not be a great one, but it's like I don't know why I keep going. This is where I'm going in my head, but it's like going to a kid's baseball game. Like, why is this kid not getting on base? And I'm just gonna yell at the kid. 
Like, kid, what are you doing? Get on base. Like, I was like, all right, guy. Like, yes, he should be hitting singles and hitting doubles, but he's not. But, like, is that really the stance you're going to take? You're just going to come in here and yell at a kid's baseball game? Again, not not a great one, but. Who, no, um, who's, who's, the, who's the kid? Is it Parker? Is it the offense? Is it Hartman? It, it, it's in this scenario who's the kid that you're using i, I it, would, it would that would be a better question for susan um you are such so you're saying you're trying to paint you're trying to paint a picture and that like okay I think yeah. in this scenario i think it's hartman because you are are critical on hartman i'm critical on and, any notary and have been all year well people love when you're critical people love to be critical of of uh, Drew Pine, people love to be critical of Ian Book. People love to be critical of Tyler Buckner. But why can't you be critical of the one that comes in that's making money to be here, who has the who has 10 times the amount of experience as any of the quarterbacks I previously mentioned? I don't understand that. I, I don't know. I, I just think after this game, like I'm not talking about Sam Hartman. It, it, like it, it's a talking point. He, he should have been better, but it's not like, we're going to really land on well, yeah, that. and I'm not making eight-year-olds cry. I mean, he's a 24-year-old quarterback. I know, who Mike, knows I should have played better? I said that it wasn't a great – guys, we're done with Super Chats. Please don't post any more Super Chats. Please stop. Please stop. Um, but, yeah, Mike, I was just kind of like – it was not my perfect metaphor. but um, No, I, I get it. I get it. No, I, I'm just saying that's the question to the group. Leave the answer in the comments. Like I'm, I'm truly, I'm, and I, I, I told you, Mike, going into the season, this was going to be interesting. I, I looked forward to seeing if Sam didn't play well, what would the fan response be? I'm curious. Like, do you, are you optimistic? Are you concerned? Are you worried? Am I out of my mind? No. But I'm just sitting there going, like, I don't think that this is what the idea was. And whether that's Parker's fault, that's the offensive line's fault, that's Sam's fault, this isn't. What all the comments and all the message board stuff that I read that Sam was going to light the world on fire the last two games. We haven't. Yeah. Folks, please start reading the pen comments on YouTube. Cause I was like, guys, we we're, we're, we're signing off. I know other shows will go three, four hours. We've done that before, but we we've got time constraints. Like we're running a business. Like we, we have certain things that just, just listen to me. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Penley, appreciate the super chat. Uh, who's the idiot who scheduled all these night games? It's emotional drain on the team. Ask the Notre Dame athletic director, Connor, why doesn't Coach Freeman just take over the defense after move on from Coach Golden? He couldn't play it simpler. I've actually said I've threw that out as a thought that Mark that Notre you Dame did. Do. You get credit for that. You did. So, all right, Goolsby, you brought it today. Great show. Great show. Hey, and uh, we'll be. I back gotta walk it back and figure out what I said, but um, yeah, it was fun either way. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll be back uh, this upcoming Sunday. And, of course, we'll have plenty of shows throughout the week. So lock in on our Blue and Gold YouTube channel right here. Appreciate you, folks. And as always, we will catch you next time.